The risk of trading futures and options can be substantial. All information, publications, and material used and distributed by Advanced Trading Incorporated shall be construed as solicitation. ATI does not maintain an independent research department as defined in CFTC Regulation 1.71. Information obtained from third-party sources is believed to be reliable, but its accuracy is not guaranteed by Advanced Trading Incorporated. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Good morning and happy Wednesday. We've got a busy day in the markets. We've got Mr. Grisafi. He's traveling. Maybe I should call him Carmen San Diego because I don't know where in the world he is. And then we've got uh, co-worker Brady Huck's going to talk a little cattle. And let's jump right into it. Mr. Grisafi, where are you at right now? We are westbound on 14, heading to uh, beautiful downtown Wilmer, Minnesota. We'll be speaking for Ag country today i think they call it ag focus 2024 so uh we will be delivering the good news there in person awesome good deal well tommy let's do outside markets then i want to hear how the meeting went but real quick something i want to hear from you 10-year treasury note up to 4.1 percent highest in over a month right november we were above five we trailed low it's taken back up what are what can we expect with this well, you know, we saw a big shift in the market yesterday. When I started my speech, the grains had a nice tone. I ended that speech, and uh, it, it was crickets in that room. But uh, when I woke up this morning, my iPhone that I have my quote board on for my uh, all the markets, every single market I look at was red a few hours ago. Everyone, whether it was a commodity, a currency, uh, energy, red across the screen. And uh, it's interesting when that dollar strengthens and, and the markets go so yeah, it felt like it was like a bait and switch at the end of the year. Ten-year uh, yields collapse to three eight. Stock markets rally. All the big fund managers get to pat themselves on the back and take home a big bonus as they collect two and ten or uh, two and twenty typically in hedge funds. And uh, and then all of a sudden you come in this year and things don't feel so well. Uh, something I did notice before I went to bed last night. I I forgot to put it in the slide or maybe I sent it to you. But I think the the one of the markets in Asia the uh, one of the Chinese stock markets hit four or five year lows yesterday, and uh, you know we could look that producer Joe could look that up. But nonetheless, just know that there's some real weakness in some of the world markets, and our markets don't look how we close 2023 doesn't look anything on how 2024 is trading. Back to you, my friend. Yes, sir. Okay, good to hear. Let's bring in Brady Huck. Morning, guys. Brady. Hey, how's it going? Good. Here we hey, go. Tommy, how how far is the drive from southeast Missouri to where you're at today? How, how many it, hours on the road did you put on? It was 12, and oh. uh, unfortunately, the Ag Country jet had a problem with the left engine, so they weren't able to uh, pick me up. Plus, they used all that money to give out in dividends. So, uh, But nonetheless, it, it, it's a very peaceful drive. Did uh, seven last night, five this morning. I think that equals uh, 12, and uh, we'll get there. And I'm, I'm real excited to speak to this group. I have to tell both of you before we get into the uh, the meat of the show is that I was paid yesterday to go down there and show people how to manage risk and help them. Yet that crowd and room I worked with uh, along the Mississippi River there in Missouri, they don't use futures and options. Some of the folks do HTAs, but they are, they are uh, strictly cash sellers. And 
Uh, it, to me, and I gave him the analogy, it's equivalent to going to the doctor with an illness. They give you a pretty serious prescription and you just tell the doctor, oh, my family, we just roll around in mint leaves. That's how we heal ourselves. So um, it's odd to get paid to show people how to do something they don't do. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that in your own books of business. Yep, absolutely. It's it's interesting, the differences you see from geography to geography and then just from person to person, how they approach marketing. But absolutely. Yeah. The it, crowd, still, real quick, guys, some of the nicest, kindest, sincere people I've ever met. I mean, just just I give them a 10 stars. That's one thing that's consistent across ag country, all across America, right? Great people. Absolutely. Farm credit, Southeast Missouri. All right. With that, let's jump into the meat of the show. Uh, first thing I got, guys, March futures have fallen 49 cents, right? When we started building this show, we opened lower negative. Corn has turned around, right? I sent a text that said uh, new lows on the markets. I hope that's the last time I have to send that. But uh, we got it turning around. But since October 31st, that is a 10% drop. Nearby corn futures are the lowest level since December 22nd of 2020. That's tough to swallow, Connor. That's hard. Hard fact and hard number to look at. Absolutely. And then same thing on the soybean front. Uh, we've got beans down. March beans down right around 12. Here's a fun thing I was looking at. I'll quiz you guys. I didn't prep you on this. Do you remember the last time we saw $14 beans on the March 24 contract? How long ago do you think it was? What was it? Not that long ago, right? Like uh, six, seven weeks ago. Didn't we hit 1390-something? Very, we were about almost two months, call it seven weeks, two months ago. We saw oh 14, 11, uh, on 11, November 15th. So amazing. You know, we talk about a big drop in corn, $2 drop uh, that we're seeing in soybeans right now. So hopefully uh, we can find a bottom and see where that's going. Some good news, right? I'm, get, I'm catching a lot of flack for doing nothing but good news. So let's look at some good uh, usage numbers. NOPA, December U.S. soy crush jumps to a record 195.195 million bushels. So we are continuing to see U.S. soy crush uh, outperform. It is good to see this, don't you think, guys? Yes, absolutely. Good to see Con- chewing through those bushels. That's that's going to be our best friend over the next few months is is demand, right? Domestic demand, boys. Domestic, Domestic. demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah next few months and hopefully the next few years, right? We've talked a lot about how we have these crush plants coming online, sustainable aviation fuel, yada, yada, yada. So hopefully we continue to see that soy crush uh, outperform and continue to make new highs. And so uh, other thing I got is looking at exports. We've got Brazil soybean lineup has ramped up this past week, right? Hope maybe a sign of the times to this export business is switching. But we went from 105 to 173 million bushel, and it is now 23 million bushel larger than a year ago. And so just to add some color to that, looking at the shipments, corn shipments, you know, I I love pulling this up. A research team puts it together, just looking at the past three years for how our export program and corn, soybean, wheat shipments look. On the corn front, we're we're dead in between the last couple of years, right? It'd be nice to be a little bit better but we're ticking right along on corn. Soybeans, I think the story is, is we see South America, Brazil, uh, the lineup jump, right? As you can see here, there comes a point, right? Maybe we're at the precipice where U.S. soybeans are not, you know, the export window is going to close very quickly. 
it would be nice to see a little bit more demand before that window closes, but I think it might be a sign of the times is what we're looking at right now. Yep. Nice to see that curl up there with the on that purple line, a little curl up here the last couple of weeks. Um, so that's good to see. Maybe the slower harvest there in, in Brazil, getting those beans out. Um, yeah. Absolutely. What were you looking at on export inspections, Brady? They had a revision, correct? Um, yeah, there was a revision. Uh, yes, yesterday they posted a significant revision, and I asked a uh, very curious. Um, and you know, there's lots of uh, lots of finger pointing about can we trust the numbers? What are the numbers? Are, are they real? And we'd all do our best shot at trying to guess these numbers and try to estimate these numbers. Um, but the U.S. the the weekly inspection reporting um, asking our research team. I think there was you know some comments about. Uh, maybe the holiday impacting some of that reporting that went into that figure. And if you look back over a broader, broader time frame, there haven't been a whole lot of revisions on that weekly number. So maybe an anomaly that week um, on the revisions that we saw, which actually were positive re- revisions. They increased the number of ex- export inspections um, that we saw here. Gotcha. Good deal. Mm-hmm. All right. With grains, unless you guys got something else to touch with, Let's talk, Brady. We'll kick it over to you. Talk a little cattle, cattle on feed report. I'll go yep. ahead and pull that presentation up for you. Walk us through what you're seeing. You bet. Uh, big monthly cattle on feed report for on feed numbers January 1st coming up this Friday. We'll get that those numbers at 2 o'clock central. The trade's looking for 2.2% more cattle on feed as of January 1. That is uh, very front loaded um, on on that as placements are anticipated to be down you know almost five percent in December. We saw big placements in September, October, and um, starting to see those those fall off here in December. Um, marketing's uh, looking to be one percent below year ago. Um, the you never know what to believe. Or you never know what's going to be printed with these numbers. Um, what will be printed and how the trade's going to react. Um, we've seen choice climb the last week, which is positive, but we got a front end log jam. So new slug of data to chew through on Friday. Uh, got a, a weekend to digest those numbers and uh, see what happens on Monday. Cash trade this week's probably going to be held off um, on the fat cattle side of things until we get that report out. People drag their feet on booking next week's stuff. Luckily, we've, we've got through some of that blizzard fiasco of last week, and we're starting to get to better kill numbers this week. We're still running behind year-ago levels on the kill, um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see what cash trades here at the end of the week. Um, when I look at cattle markets, funds the, the funds need a reason to get long, and there's so much going on in the macro world, and we got the front-end log jam. Uh, we talked about it before. Green grass and grilling season going to be going to be the market's best friend here going forward. Um, Switching to cow-calf, guys, I wanted to throw this chart up there, Connor and Tommy. Um, this is a monthly look at the – a long-term look at the feeder cattle index. And we've seen it roll over, um, but we still got a two in front of it. And looking back in history, you know, this this index goes back a long time. In the 70s and 80s is when it was created. Um, there's been two years, 25 months, that this index had a two in front of it, meaning we're above $200 a hundredweight. And that was in the 13, 14 stretch we had a 15 month stretch in our most recent 10 month string of of months where we've had a two in front of this market guys got to wonder how long that two is going to be in front of this market um just because you heard a guy on the internet tell you that it was going to be here for a long time or some head of research somewhere tell you it was going to be here a long time uh i i don't know i i, I think i'd be worried more worried about the hundred dollars below us than the 10 20 30 50 dollars above us potentially going forward and cow calf guys you know they're very 
feeder feed yards and feed feeders are uh, you know, margin and crush that matters to them um, more so than a cow calf guy. Cow calf guy is going to be um, directly impacted by dollars dollars in their pockets with this market turned south. Um, so definitely something to look at there. Absolutely. You know what I'd love to see on this chart? An overlay of just front month futures for the same thing. We can see where corn, right? As you were telling me that 2014, 15, right? 12, we would have saw the spike. What did we uh, yeah. see? 21, 22. It'd be interesting to see to see them side by side and how they can yeah. absolutely yep one you know thing we point out we talk about inverses and carries in markets and you know going back to that cow calf guy real quick you know looking out at fall values the index is at 225 right now and uh the index peaked at 254 in september last year and we've got 260 on the november future so guys got to wonder how much premiums priced into that market out there we can always go higher but you're still protecting a record index value on that feeder cattle number so yeah good things to look at. at yeah things to see so i'm sure we'll uh I'll, digest that a little I'll, bit more <laughs> yeah i'll step off my to. my soapbox there for a minute but we've had a nice bounce in the, that market yeah and here we go luke thank you for the question uh for those who've been no telling for 20 years or better would carbon credits make enough difference in revenue revenue to bother with the extra paperwork uh great question <laughs> Depends on the money, depends on the paperwork, right? I would say yes, but, uh, you know, then again, I, I sit in desk every day, so paperwork's no, nothing new for me. But put a pencil to it, it's what I always say. But I would, I would lean towards yes, depending on the dollar value. So I think with that, Brady, how do they get a hold of us? And we'll wrap this show up. Yep. Um, send us an email, info at ATI Pro Media. We're on here every day live at 9. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, um, or Apple Podcasts. Give us a call, one eight five five. What's the number down there? Something, something. F-A- farm. A arm farm. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. With that, we'll see everyone tomorrow. Have a good one. Thanks for joining us. We're here every day, 9 a.m. Central. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll see you next time.